Dave Wanstead is listed as a former NFL coach from from the from the Chicago by, of the oh boy. Well, well I don't got Dave Rayman Cole because your mic is shot. Tell him throw the flag. I knew it was you all along, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you for different reasons. I'm going hungry. I'm not going on the rocket. Oh, baby, episode 181 of football. Vags? Did you just say football to flag? Is that what I heard? It may have been what you heard. Uh, okay. One episode. I'm going to add that to the pig's wheel column. Oh, no. <laughs> episode 181 of Throw the Flag. Hankins and, and Creel are here. Matt and Matt, how are we doing? I'm doing well. Great, great, great. Hankins? Yeah, you know, no sense in complaining. Who's going to listen? We're working on a ride. Oh, man, you got it. You got it, baby. Um, well, we're we're in the thick of it, guys. Games are, are potentially getting canceled, and uh, we might have a national championship that only plays uh, eight games during the regular season. It could happen. Um, or less. <laughs> frankly, probably less. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I need. I know we're going to do that. We're going to get deep into the effects of the pandemic. Yes. On this week's later, I do need to sort of just come out right up front and say this is probably my fault. <laughs> um, I was having a conversation in the locker room on Saturday, saying like, "Man, I'm starting to kind of wonder if the SEC is just lying about what's going on." Oh yeah. Because. You know, I look at the Big 12 and they had problems. I look at the Big 10 and they have problems every week. Yes, the SEC had a Florida problem, but my God, this country has a Florida problem. <laughs> hey, um, am I everything right? Everything else has been pretty, everything else has been pretty okay. And then we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just before, before anybody tells y'all, I did it. I did it. Sorry about all that cancer. <laughs> the Hankins curse uh, continues. Yeah, there were looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, either canceled or postponed games uh, this last week alone. Um, but uh, let's just get into it, conference by conference, huh? Starting with the Pick Twelve, Pack Twelve, Pick Twelve, Pack Twelve. Um, anything, anything at all. Do we care about anything at all? Um, Oklahoma's maybe putting something together. Sorry, with, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. The 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 Pac twelve. Oh, the Pac twelve. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. The pigs will. Pigs will. Uh, USC was on the ropes and had a stumbled into a victory. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're very good, but uh, kudos Should to them for lost. for pulling something uh, out that they had no reason to win. Um, looks like, you know, the coronavirus is going to shut down the, the University of Utah. <laughs> They're probably not going to play this next week. Uh, and they were already canceled last week, too. So, I uh, it's, you know, it'll be a mess. You know, it's pretty much Oregon or bust. Uh, so I think that's how it's going to end up. Hankins, did you enjoy any, um, 
Pack Pac-12 after dark. I did not enjoy <laughs> any Pac-12 after You know, the USC-Arizona State game was good enough. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to clock out here. Can't imagine – can't imagine anything else is going to get close to this. This game was a stumble bum and clusterfuck already. <laughs> so I can't imagine the late night tip is going to be any less sloppy second. Um, barely a little bit more exciting than the Pac-12. Uh, we have to go outside of the Power Five. Um, the Mac was better on the whole <laughs> than the Pigsville was this week. Um, let's go to the AAC because uh, Cincinnati, baby. Cincinnati's uh, looking, you know, uh, they're looking pretty good. They might get in the playoffs because the Big 12 sucks. Are they Well, on that note. Someone that we'll talk about later probably ruined it, <laughs> but this was the year. This was the year it was going to happen because, of course, it would be this year. But, like, look, Cincinnati would probably get dog-walked by any of the other three teams in the playoffs. Yes. But they might have been the fourth-best team if someone else hadn't screwed it up. <clears throat> yes. Like, they're not bad. They're not... They're not like the reigning national champions. So this is not a joke, but um, Kirk Herbstreet on Sunday, yesterday, <clears throat> published his uh, top four coming out of week 10. Alabama, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson. The next two in were Florida and BYU. Oh, Kurt. That's just his Ohio State blood. You know, rising to the forefront. He can't have another Ohio team crack that nut. <laughs> As always, Freezer is 100% right. They can't crack that buck nut. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. <clears throat> it, uh, the. I wonder how Bucknut's doing this year. Oh, Bucknut? He's all the right. The big guy, yeah. the, the painted guy. Yeah, oh, Bucknut. I, I've watched snippets of Ohio State's two games, but not enough to see if he gets any camera time like he usually does. I feel like Bucknut might be a risk. I don't think Bucknut took the pandemic seriously. <laughs> Please tell me the Ohio State mascot's name is actually Bucknut. No, that's Brutus. That's Brutus. Oh, Brutus. is a heavyset gentleman who, who puts on face paint and a big necklace Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. He's always sitting in the front row like Marlon's man. (laughs) Yes. Is that a Marlon? Is that a Wayne? Is that like a Wayne's (laughs) brother? Um, Getting back into the Power Five. uh, Bucknut looks a lot like the black Dallas Cowboy fan that we always see. The one. Um, let's get back into the Power Five, and since we're talking about Bucknut, let's go to the the Big Ten. What a day it was, my friends! <laughs> yeah, can I start I us? Look please. Outside. Yeah, you better I'll, start. I'll start us off because start with Penn know, State. <laughs> no, I was going to start with uh, your favorite team, Illinois. So you uh, predicted to make a bowl game this year. Uh huh. Drop their third in a row to Minnesota, so they're now zero and three, and things are not looking good for Lovey and company. Uh, not mathematically to, eliminated. That's true. Is what not I'm hearing. Mathematically eliminated. Is what but I'm they hearing. did have to punt. They had a first and goal at the ten, and oh, ended shit. up punting on that series. How? So freezer, freezer. How excited were you to read how, that? Very excited. Stat. You know. I saw it across Twitter, and I had to hit you guys up with it because 
I was just like, this is exactly who they are. I'm not surprised. I love your manufacture. I'm just now realizing that you don't really hate the team <laughs> or Lovey Smith. It's a good bit, guys. A little peek behind the curtain. Good bit. Yeah, Manufactured yeah. I mean, rage is always hilarious. I mean, it's it's a bit. It's just something that you know. It's it just adds fuel to the to the to my fire. You know, just to just to see them yeah, struggle. Yeah, a very particular fire that you always seem to have. Lit mm-hmm. by a tiki a tiki weird. torch sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird how it's always a, a fun bit he's doing when it's Sumlin, <laughs> Lovey, Derek Mason. Blackmail Tucker, <laughs> Tony Dungy. Somehow he's not even in the college ranks. But but not David Shaw. You know he's still my head coach in waiting. <laughs> he was, I think, your original head coach in waiting. Yes, yes. Yeah. He was. Um. Well, uh, Penn State is also zero and three. Ooh. Um. At Indiana. No, so- they can't be zero and three, Shawnee. That can't be right. <laughs> You know, they just have an Ohio State problem. That's it. They played Ohio State and lost, but surely they won their other two games. Right? I mean, it's not it's not as much of a disaster as even Michigan at one and two uh, is because Indiana, you know, they, they basically, if not for one one unlucky break, they they could have pulled that out. Ohio State is just Ohio State. But Maryland letting letting Tulia Tonga Viola uh, run Buck Wild all over you is not a good look, especially at home. Yeah, I mean Talia Tagavaloa, who could not beat out Matt Jones. Mac Attack Jones. Now look, we all know how much I love Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. He's been my quarterback in waiting for years. It's true. Um, <laughs> I have an arc I have the opposite This is not a bit. I have an archetype for a quarterback that I want at Alabama. But at any rate, Mac certainly was not the highly touted uh, family lineage that the Tagovailoa's were. And uh, it wasn't even a question of who was going to be the quarterback. There was no discussion. So clearly, Talia is not Tua in that regard. But man, did he make Penn State look dumb? Yeah, yeah. I was. I wanted to say that you know Penn State's had a tough schedule to start out. Indiana's three and zero. Ohio State's three and zero. Maryland's two and one. So I mean, I get it. They played some some teams that uh have turned things around. But still, I mean, they're Penn State. This coach, their coach has been there for what four or five years at least. They won mm-hmm. the Big Ten a Big- couple years ago. Been competitive every year. Beat Ohio State. Sure, sure. The, uh, this shouldn't no be happening. Excuse. I mean, James. Um, yeah, James Franklin's on the ropes. I mean, this is his. I think he was there since fourteen. Yeah. So he. They, this should not be happening. Maybe they can turn it around this weekend. They do play Nebraska, who's also a dumpster fire. Um. But yeah, not a not a good start for a team that was preseason like number six or seven they have a favorable schedule uh like you said they're at nebraska iowa they might lose michigan i don't know that somehow that's going to be negative 10 to negative six um (laughs) and i don't know battle of two interim coaches is going to (laughs) be they they go at Rutgers and then they close the season in michigan state so i mean that legitimately is i mean if they go that's three and Three and five. There's five to go. Yeah, if they could go five and three. I could see that. No, they won't go five and three. But oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> I mean, they could, I but you, you know, sure. I, I think they're staring down a two and two and six. Oof. 
two and six, and and currently they're a team who is. I don't think they've had any major COVID stuff. No. Um, they certainly didn't lose anybody to the fucking draft. Um, <laughs> everybody's there. I don't know of any major injuries. I don't know of any. I hadn't heard of any of those things. I don't follow them super closely, but there's nothing that tells me it's anything other than ineptitude. Freezer, would you say they've got a Jimmy's and Joe's problem? Yes. They've got a everything Could- problem, really. But Jimmy's Couldn't and Joe's name you definitely. Nittany Lion right now. Nah. Uh, and who's in charge of who's in charge of buying the old groceries down there? Uh, what's his face? James Franklin? That fucking idiot. <laughs> so this is all on him. This is all on that dude. And who's more focused on his next opponent than James Franklin? <laughs> this, you know what? You know what's so great about it? That program went to dog shit as soon as that asshole said those guys should cut their hair. <laughs> Fuck off, you rapers. Hmm. Um, I, I'm honestly totally on board for a uh, a uh, format change for this show where where Hank is just rips into Big Ten coaches for an hour and a half. <laughs> we had to cut you off last week. Um, be- no, yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd that work out for you? Because guess what, boys? Chambers loaded again. <laughs> Let's yep. do it. Michigan dropped uh, at Indiana. Again, not the worst team in the world. They, they they look pretty good this year, but at Indiana and lost in pretty, pretty dominant fashion. Yeah, Indiana won I'm going to let Fraser get in now. Yeah, Indiana, <laughs> you know, they're having a, a once in like every 30 years, they kind of string something together season. You know, good for them. They're three and zero. They uh, they beat Michigan thirty eight to twenty one, but it's the same sort of argument we have for Penn State is uh, can be applied to Michigan. They have better players. They've got better facilities. They should have a pedigree coach. Um, this is not a game Michigan should lose, uh, but they did, and now they're sitting at one and two and. They still have to play Wisconsin and Ohio State on the schedule. Uh, have, so it's going to be hard for them to get to 500. Have there been any? Um, have there been any articles with headlines from pedigree to pedophile on Ooh. Michigan State or Penn State? That's or, the name or, of a really good podcast. Or Ohio State's wrestler <laughs> wrestling program. Wow! Wow! Wee doggy! Wee doggy! <laughs> 38 to 21, and it wasn't that close, if not for a couple of. Uh, they lucked into some scores later. That game was a fucking blowout. I'll point out this Indiana team that's 3 0 has victories over Michigan and Penn State, so I'm not ready to declare them world beaters either. Mm-hmm. Michigan looks dumb. They just look stupid. Their secondary is worse than Alabama's, and that's saying something. These motherfuckers don't ever know what's going on. It's not that they're not athletic enough to make plays or there anything's wrong with them. They don't know where to stand on the field. They have no clue what is going on. And where does that come from? That comes from a dumb idiot coach. Just a stupid coach who in his post-game press conference after being, what is he, one and two now with a loss to Indiana, Michigan keeps ticking off boxes for the first time in X years. Michigan has lost to this for the first time. And for the first time since 65, I think Michigan and Penn State have losing records at this point of the season. My God, they are so stupid. And he said in his thing, ah, we're just so close to getting it right. We just got to start doing it. Motherfucker, what they got to start doing is raising funds to fire your ass. 
But they're so close to turning the corner, though. I think that was his his uh, phrase, a la you know the pandemic response. We're turning that corner, baby. Yeah, he's real Tokyo Drift out there, just making that corner <laughs> last as long as he can, just hot dogging it. And how far removed are we from the big rap video with uh, Harbaugh in it, where they said, "Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Who's got it better than you? Indie fucking Anna. That's who's got it better than you." It's um, I- losses to Michigan State and Indiana. If this was March, that'd be fine, but it ain't. Um, we can, I, I think it's, uh, I just don't know if he, does he last the season or do they just wait until he loses a eighth consecutive game to Ohio State? I think they, they have to pull the plug the, the day after the Ohio State game. Cause they'll be about four and four or three and five. They got, they have to cut, cut costs, send him back to the NFL or something. If he doesn't leave himself, they won't fire him. They will chalk this up to pandemic, crazy year, woe is, everything's crazy, just push the reset button. They'll do this again next year because they love him. And they, 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 are, they are a poor, abused woman that used to be gorgeous. She gained a few pounds, but guess what? She's still a looker. She's got, a lot, she's got some money. She's doing okay for herself. She tries real hard, but she has been abused by this awful awful husband of hers to the point where she don't think she's good enough for anybody else. Oh, he's so good to me when ain't nobody looking. Yeah, we're all looking now. (laughs) Get out there and strut your fucking stuff, Michigan. You are the Michigan Wolverines. Get them. Fucking most iconic helmet in the game. You're the Michigan Wolverines winning its program in the history of the game. You're the Michigan Wolverines. And you are sitting here putting up with this shit from a man dressed like Jake from fucking State Farm. (laughs) Get your shit together, Michigan. It's a good-looking guy, Jake from State Farm. Mm. <laughs> um, any other hot Big Big Ten action? I mean, Northwestern's three and zero. Northwestern's undefeated. Yeah, they've got they've got a pretty favorable schedule just by virtue of being in the Big Ten West. Uh, Correct. Um, per, at Purdue. Uh, host Wisconsin at Michigan State at Minnesota and then host well that last game Illinois they'll get blown out by Illinois but the um, oh, absolutely when, with a bowl on the line you damn right <laughs> so uh, I mean not that it really matters I mean this is like there was a um, there was a, a, a skit on or on very like early nineties uh, SNL. Where they had the uh, Democratic um, primary, presidential primary, <clears throat> and these, and the uh, the the subheading of, of the skit was uh, the battle for to the battle to get beaten by George Bush in the general election. Obviously, that didn't happen in 1992 politics, but like that's all the Big Ten West is. It's just like who cares who wins because they're just gonna get run roughshod over by Ohio State. Yep, agreed. If you are making me vote right now based on what I've seen just so far, I hadn't seen a team better than Ohio State. Like, they're a complete team. Uh, Fields can't throw an incomplete pass. It's just impossible for him to do He has 11 touchdowns and 11 incomplete passes. They look incredible. 
Now, they are playing in the Big Ten, so that says something, but they look incredible. Um, yes, this is, and that's why, again, I think that Harbaugh will survive because everybody's going to say they got a juggernaut, they can't do anything with them. Well, they've had a juggernaut for the past half decade, what? but at any rate, yeah. this league is terrible. <laughs> Just terrible. And the one hope they had, Wisconsin comes out, shows us they have a quarterback. They look great in the opener. They might not play again this year. <laughs> yeah. They're in the same boat as, like, Utah. And uh, uh, it's just, you know, the corona hit them. And it's hard to really uh, overcome it when there's so many protocols about when you have to rest people and when you have to wait for the heart test to come back. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, like, the tiebreakers work and whatnot if Wisconsin's, like, 5-0 and and... Northwestern six and two, like how they pick a, a winner of the division. I don't know. Yeah, and it's a rolling three weeks every time they have a new positive. Man, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the wild, wild west this year. Um, I guess, uh, I guess that's it for the Big Ten. Uh, is the Big Twelve still playing football? Technically, you know, Oklahoma State is on the fringe of playoff talks and it's they are definitely on the outside of the outside looking in like they are like two levels removed but, by the way you know they, they texas did beat kansas or kansas state so they're you know they only have one loss they're still in it they eked by him by two points and uh took uh took all all 60 minutes for texas to hold off uh west virginia by four points Mm-hmm. But they're back. They're back, they baby. Are back. They are back. Um, you know, I may even as shitty as they are. Like, if if not for Kansas, if well, if not for fucking Baylor, Texas Tech, and Kansas, they're everybody's okay. You know, yes, they're just playing each other for the most part, but there are some respectable records in there. Um, Somehow the Iowa State Cyclones sit atop the Big 12. Again, it's 2020, gang. Who knows? But, yeah, uh, the Pokes will lose Bedlam by 21. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably be sitting there looking at 5-2 and two Oklahoma winning the thing anyway. I think yeah. If Not For Kansas is a uh, lost Garth Brooks album. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> Love them. Love them. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, I may have moved on from outside the power five a little too much because Hugh Freeze has the Liberty Flames, Flames at seven and oh. I'm tired of his redemption tour. Everyone thinks he's the toast of the town and they're forgiving him, but I remember what he did and what I will do? never forget. Uh, cheated on his wife, you know, was a Bible thumper, holier than thou, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, the everything turned on him, and then you know he said he was sorry and boohoo this and. Did he cheat on his this. wife, or did he use like the like his his like school his like work cell phone to like organize so many whores? He called you sex know, workers, though. sex workers. He was, sorry, he, that's true. Well, this sex is a biblical. We're talking. Liberty is a is a Bible. School, oh, that's so true. I have to use their terms. Sure. Um, <laughs> But you know he was calling that many ahuas. He had to sample some of the goods to see if they were good enough for his five-star recruits that he was beating Alabama with. Mm-hmm. So they're already talking about um, <clears throat> Hugh Freeze going to either South Carolina or Auburn next next year. 
I don't even I mean, know. I could see I could see him going to South Carolina because uh, Muschamp, the wheels have fall, fallen off the wagon. But, you know, I, I still think if you're an SEC program, you, you can't go near this guy. Uh, <laughs> not only because of his uh, hip, hypocritical status. He's in his hooahs, man. Don't forget about his hooahs. Come, come into some NCAA issues, too? Yeah, during the yeah, Matt Luke like, era. You can't, you can't <laughs> turn to this guy. He's dirty. Uh who? He'll, he'll set you back. He might win you ten games. Yeah, that's what he did to Mississippi. That's what he did to Mississippi. In two or three seasons, what he leaves you is just a garbage pile. He's not worth the risk. Like he'll give you those one or two special evenings where you tear down your goalpost and bring it through the fucking city, Oxford, mm-hmm. you douchebags. <laughs> um, and then basically I, leave I, I, you. I'm anti-tearing down the goalpost. You know, in a, I'm, I'm anti-storming. The yeah, game. Notre Dame, but looking at you, you, you COVID-having bitches. If you do storm the field, you better tear down the goalpost. And if you tear down the goalpost, you better parade it through time. <laughs> That's just what I'm saying. Hey, look at this. <laughs> go, go all the way with it. Oh, Virginia Tech's awful. Yeah, they're not, not good. Virginia Tech. Hey, who did? Yeah, they yeah, beat Virginia who did Tech. They beat? That was Virginia Tech, right? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there a Beamer Ball scenario at the end of that, too? There was. Uh, so uh, Liberty was lining up to kick a game-winning field goal with, like, two seconds to left. They snap the ball. It gets kicked. It gets blocked to return for a touchdown. But Justin Fuente had called a timeout before the snap. Called a timeout. That's right. So That's they right. got to redo the kick, and they made it on the second <laughs> try. Anti-Beamer Ball. And, yes. and the ghost of Frank Beamer was looking down. Wait, Frank Beamer's not dead, is he? He's no, still he's still he's alive. Not. Oh, that's good. He's not. Uh, um, a, a, in his post game, Hugh Hugh Freeze told us, "Ah, none of us are perfect as individuals." And I said, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "But we're perfect together. We're perfect together as the Liberty Flames." God, of course, of course, like a Bible thumping college hired him after he did what he did. Well, I mean that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, redemption song. All I've ever wanted. Redemption song. South Carolina makes perfect sense just by what Freezer said. Three good years in a dumpster fire. That is the South. Yeah. Carolina They'll take motto. it. That's, they will take it. This is the South Carolina way. Three years in a dumpster <laughs> fire. Three good years. They hit a sign that says three good years before they like get on the field. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hit the one game uh, worth, worthy of talking about in the ACC before we go to the SEC. Uh, big game of the week, huh? Clemson, Notre Dame. Um, uh, the second quarter of which was um, was preempted, moved to another channel for uh, Joe Biden's speech. There were plenty of tweets. I just want to think. I just want to think about those two fan bases. Yeah. watching that game. There were there were and the next thing you see is their worst nightmare. The <laughs> there were there were plenty of well hey Joe Joe's Joey's Catholic. Um but he uh there were plenty of Not tweets. according to Lou Holtz though. If you count, you can do whatever you want to, but Jeff is Jeff. But here's what I want to tell everybody out there 
and Rick Sigling. Just wait because you're all going to be a nice day. And when nice day gets here, we're going to be sharing the victory by a great coach, great preparer, great preparer of fresh cooked milk for national championship, our leader in saving them from. So I just want to say, don't you worry about it. I said, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm I'm glad that I didn't understand what you said about Kamala Harris, Coach Lou. Um, (laughs) But there were plenty of tweets of people saying, man, uh, preempting the Clemson-Notre Dame game, not a great way to win voters for 2024, Joe. And it's like, dude. (laughs) It's like, flip over to USA. Flip over to USA. Come on. It's like like, uh, 30 minutes, which means it's like... uh, you know, two thirds of the second quarter. Anyway, Clemson Notre Dame, real barn burner. Uh, what was it? Two overtimes? Three? Yep, forty-seven to forty. Two overtimes. Um, Notre Dame. Uh, Clemson passed for the most yards ever against a Notre Dame team. Would Trevor Lawrence have made a difference? Uh, I don't think so. It was just Notre Dame's night. I don't think he would have taken them to victory. Just Notre Dame was firing on all cylinders. Uh, I he'll get his chance in a rematch, but it's just one of those things where you're on the road and just, it wasn't their night. Um, Clemson Tigers, welcome to big-time college football. <laughs> because when you get to the level you are now, on some nights, it doesn't fucking matter what you do. Mm-hmm. The other quarterback is going to look like Joe Montana. No matter how much you prepare, no matter how better you are than him, he's going to look like Johnny Unitas, and there's just nothing you can do about it. He'll never look like that again. No. Will never happen once again. Ian Book will never play that well again in his life. He'll definitely fumble at the three-yard line a whole bunch more times. Without question. Without (laughs) question. But sometimes that's just what happens to you. This is a a matchup that two years ago Notre Dame won in the playoffs like 30-7. to Yeah. Um, and it's just, I, I think Clemson's a better team. They'll get them in the rematch. Yeah. You know, so it's. Nothing matters. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a push. It's the perfect. All this game did was accomplish screwing up the playoffs. Yeah. That's right. all it did. Because now. Notre Dame just has to mm-hmm. go beat a bunch of cream puffs the rest of the way, which they may not. Cream pies? Notre Dame still has to, like, they were, they, they were Notre Dame against Louisville, so that might be the one this year. Um, but they maybe North Carolina they get a little clunky in that. Or I'm looking down at December the fifth versus Syracuse. That could be the one. That could be the one where it all just falls apart. Um, but that's all they've done is screw up the playoffs for everybody else who wanted to have a good time. That's it. Yeah, you're of right. Of course, because, Clemson loses the game they can lose with no yeah. penalty. Of course, they do. Yeah, yeah. This is this is just the opportunity to have two ACC teams in there. They'll split the series. Uh, one of them will be number three in the playoffs. The other will be number four in the playoffs. And like you said, uh, stinks to be Cincinnati in like this scenario, or a BYU, or maybe even a Texas A&M because. Uh, the floor is set now with Clemson. Like it's going to be hard to jump them or Notre Dame, who are you know, depending on how it how it plays out. I am I'm ready to make a uh, one of my classic <clears throat> on brand Sean Majors bold predictions. Clemson will lose one out of either Florida State or Pitt. Wow, Oof. 
won't be that Florida State game. They are miserable. <laughs> but it could happen. Someone, it could happen. So someone must have gotten a call from Dan Marino. Hey, you look a bit. No, they'll they'll win both of those. <laughs> they'll, they'll cream Florida State by fifty <laughs> points, and then when they host Pitt, it'll be you know the same shit. Um, the Trevor Lawrence thing is interesting because does he does he add some stability? Is is the lead what it is if Trevor Lawrence is playing in the first half? Maybe not, but that's also factoring in he's coming in off of a week where he didn't play and didn't practice and had COVID, so I'm not sure. Um, I can tell you what didn't help: constant shots of Big Dave in the audience. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm a fan of showing the parents once, but Mm -hmm. the continual like, hey, the quarterback made a good play. Let's see what his dad did. Oh, his dad cheered. His dad talked to somebody else in the family. I don't need to see that multiple times. Um, they do it all the time with Bo Nix's father too. Uh, I'm tired of it. I don't want to see the family. I don't. You know, I'm happy for them that their son is playing on the field, but you know, you don't have to do it more than once. It's unnecessary. No, and he's just to his dad with a beard, which is already problematic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, um, I I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see the um, Clemson. They're they're definitely missing. A couple other players on defense, which which certainly didn't help. Why was Trevor Lawrence just kind of walking around with his uh, mask off? Well, he he'd gone through the two weeks of quarantine, but they so he was definitely, I guess, free of the virus, quote okay. unquote. And he was just he was able to travel, but he couldn't play because they have to do the heart tests and follow up or whatever. So he so, hadn't so th- all there was no concern players. of him literally infecting the entire team on the correct. Field. Okay. Correct. No, that was over. Now, him getting it again would seemingly be problematic. <laughs> uh, and there but, was definitely, like, carriers at the end of the game when, you know, everyone stormed the field, which was not a great look, but, you know, man. it happened. Didn't they have some again. scare at the beginning of the year? Notre, Notre Dame? Dame? Yes, yes. <laughs> they were one of the early Spread like early wildfire. Scares. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm not even going to get into pandemic talk about the storming of the field. I'm more offended by Notre fucking Dame storming the field it's for embarrassing. any reason. It's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. No reason whatsoever should you ever storm the field as Notre Dame. Also, if you're you storming the field at 20% capacity, it just looks like a basketball game, you fuck faces. Yeah, I mean, Clemson's not a rival. <laughs> I get that they're number one, but come on. It's you're, Notre you're better Dame. than that. Yes, Clemson stormed the field after every game, right? That's yes, their whole that's thing. That's their bit. They haven't done that this year, right? I don't think so. Not that I've seen. You mean to tell me <laughs> the good people of South Carolina thought enough of the pandemic to not storm the field, but the storied Notre Dame program, who's been in the playoffs twice, <laughs> I might point out. They're fourth in the country right now. Number four <laughs> beats number one. Or they were at the time. Yeah, they're number two. In now. a nail biter. You know, in a tough, hard fought game. But they, st- I can't. I know I, sh- I don't want to ever be the fun police. I- that puts me on the side of people that I typically don't agree with. But again, calling all cars, calling all cars. Fuss. Fun police on the loose. I'm not gonna fucking. I'm not gonna get mad if Liberty storms the field if they beat Clemson. Yeah, of but course. Notre Dame. Look, 
Look in your trophy case. Just look at it. You don't storm the field for that. You should expect to beat Clemson. This has been a fantastic episode of Get Off My Lawn (laughs) Mm, (laughs) from everybody. Let these motherfuckers have it. Uh, Mentioning that, let's go to the SEC where... SEC. It just hey, before sports. we go to the SEC, before we go to the uh-huh. SEC, we have good journalism. I do want to hear. I, no, I just want to hear Freezer's take on Dabo's coaching in very important moments in that game. Yes, uh, <laughs> there was there was a key key series in the fourth quarter. Um, uh, Clemson's up by seven, and they have the ball with like two and a half minutes left. So, uh, you know, they've got to burn the clock. Uh, they are unable to do so. They they have a play on second down where they uh, run the ball, but there's a holding call on Clemson, so that stops the clock. And then on the very next play, um, Travis Etienne runs out of bounds. <laughs> uh, so Dabo... Where, where he gained some of his 39 yards. <laughs> yes. So, so Dabo, who prior to like this magical run he's had in the last four or five years... He hasn't been the best game manager, and he's been able to get around that just because his level of uh, players has just gotten so overwhelming. He's just been able to destroy teams in the ACC. But if you go back five or six years ago, he's not the best at closing out games and managing the clock. Uh, And he didn't do so against Notre Dame um, because Notre Dame had two timeouts when they got the ball back, and they didn't even have to use them because the clock wasn't a factor for him with two minutes to go because... Uh, Clemson didn't burn a, burn any time off for him. So, yeah, I don't like Dabo. Never did. And this just was just another cherry on the Sunday. why I never want him to coach Alabama. Uh, and I know they're missing guys for sure on the defense. I'm not going to n- not factor that in. But Venables looked lost a lot of that game. He did. Like, there yeah. were times he was just looking at his defense like he was just out to sea. Like he didn't have a fucking clue how to stop Ian Book. <laughs> I mean, he had their their defensive line, and again, injuries, injuries. Clemson's defensive line was getting pushed around the entire night. Ian Book had all the time in the world the entire night. Just to make those, like, he is the weirdest passer in the world. Just to, like, Rainbow have those, like, pop flies. Like, so yes. weird. But somehow, like, either <laughs> they were always caught or always almost caught. And the Notre Dame offensive line is great, probably the best in the country, no doubt. There's no doubt that they are a better team than I had given them credit for being. I have to say that. But they're still not. They shouldn't be on the field with Clemson in the fourth quarter. Number two in the country. They just shouldn't be. Well, is it time now to go to the SEC? SEC. SEC. Where it just means more. Just means more. Just a lot uh, of teams had a bye week, so there's not a lot of action. Um, I enjoyed all the action, I gotta tell you. Um, what the shit, how bad is Mississippi State when they can only beat Vanderbilt by seven points? Yes, that, thank you, Sean, for bringing up that game first, because it does lead me into my favorite <gasps> November segment, Thanks, or Turkey of the Week. Akins, hit the theme.
So, Mississippi State defeated Vanderbilt 24-17. to um, Just want to throw out some stats. That was the scoreboard, but if you go into the box score, first downs, Vanderbilt 30. Shit. Mississippi State 14. Shit. Uh, total yards, Vanderbilt 478. Mississippi wow. State 204. So everyone that was creaming over Alabama's defense holding Mississippi State to 200 yards. Put put it back in your pants. Vanderbilt held them for 200 yards as well. Air raid, um, baby. So first downs, plus 16 for Vanderbilt. Total yards, plus 274 for Vanderbilt. Uh, rushing yards, 142 to negative 22 <laughs> in favor of Vanderbilt. Uh, and then we get to turnovers. Vanderbilt gave the ball up five, five times. times. Mississippi State, zero. Uh, so the turkey of the week is one Derek Mason for uh, <laughs> losing to a Mississippi State team that was further established today that uh, they were one player away from the COVID protocols of not being able to field a team. Oh, shit. <laughs> so Vanderbilt, you outgained them, you outfirst downed them, you outrushed them, you committed five turnovers against a team that was definitely not at full strength. They've had players leave, uh, you know, decide they're going to do the draft. Uh, they had players sick with COVID, and you still couldn't win. You're nothing but a big old turkey, Derek Mason. Mm. On brand. Uh, the thanks of the week goes to... Uh, <laughs> you can it, at least act like you had this prepared. I'm going to give it to Indiana for another good win. Yeah, yeah. Meeting Michigan. Guys. We do appreciate them. We do appreciate. <laughs> would would it would it be fair to say that Mississippi State's offense isn't quite as free as it used to be? <laughs> they're no. Are you yeah. saying that they're under what? What was what was uh, Dipshit's fucking tweet about uh, or his uh, oh. comment about having to wear masks? We got a lot of protocols. We got a. Lot, I mean, it sounded very uh, former president. We got a lot of protocols down here Miss in Starkville. We got the best protocols. Protocols, we have the best ones. Uh, and this country is not as free as it used to be. So he likes the protocols, but it negatively affects their freedoms? Too restrictive. The protocols mm. are too restrictive. But his team, I, uh, I, they, they have so much corona down there, they had to cancel their game against Auburn. So I don't get it. He likes the protocols, but he... They make them. I, I don't. I don't get it. it. Makes no sense. It's double. He's talk. a pirate. He's Ugh. a pirate freezer. You know those guys are always spinning their wacky sea yarns. Yes, it's true. I am a pirate. He's a schooner wharf bar dog, baby. He's a schooner <laughs> wharf bar dog. She got a butt. Telling you what. <laughs> <sighs> hey, Gavin. <laughs> Direct shout outs to individual listeners. That's how well our numbers are going, right? Mm-hmm. That's the level of attention we pay to our fan base. Mm-hmm. We will communicate directly with you on this podcast. Um, Arkansas, Tennessee gave uh, Alabama fans a nice little treat to see Tennessee go down again. Uh, Arkansas might be the third best team in the <laughs> in the division. Yeah, they they were down thirteen nothing at half, but uh, came out in the third quarter, outscored them twenty four nothing in the third quarter, and and won the game. The bad news for Arkansas is their coach now has the COVID and they play at Florida next week. So whatever momentum they had kind of fell apart because I think he's the glue that makes them so good. Yeah, I think you're right. 
Uh, yeah, I do think I think he is serving in sort of that Dan Mullen role, like as when he was in Mississippi State, that the team was just better because he was around. Yes, yes, that's um, a very those good guys point. Guys clearly bought into whatever he's selling. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough. Now you know he's got COVID. Now he definitely would have gotten it next week already. So maybe he's just <laughs> a week ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Um, Arkansas is are they. F- are they four three and th- three? Three and three. Oh, okay. But four and two in your book, right? Yes, four and two. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, four and two according to the officials, essentially. <laughs> um, they they host LSU. They go at Missouri, and we've talked about how the game against Alabama is always going to be wacky. So, I mean, shit. <laughs> Vegas had them at one point. The over under at one and a half wins. Yeah. They, they might they might win six. They could. They could. Oh, man. Uh, A&M, uh, South Carolina, we already talked about Muschamp. He just needs to – they need to – I again, I, I understand that, like, who are you going to get, et cetera, et cetera, but go after Venables. Go after um, – uh, Let the fucking rooster mascot be the coach. <laughs> it will not be any worse. Or, shit, get Harbaugh. Oh my God! Please hire Jim Harbaugh, South Carolina. <laughs> that would be so incredible to see Jim Harbaugh flounder in Columbia. Oh, <laughs> that be great. Oh, that'd be great. Um, we already talked about the big game of the week, but the SEC big game of the week: uh, Georgia, Florida. Um, hmm. Georgia season's over, right? Yes, they can. Uh, they've had their two big games. They fell flat on their face. Uh, it's become apparent they don't have a quarterback that can win them games against superior uh, and games in which they have to face a superior offense. Um, so yeah, their season's over. It was it's national championship or, or bust for them, and it's a bust this year. So uh, let's talk about them old dogs for a minute. Hunker down. 14 nothing. they're spotted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Score on the first First play damn play. 14 nothing. they're rolling. And uh, I am on my way to wrestling at this point, watching the game with a Florida fan. And we just have a gentleman's agreement that when he's watching Florida, I'm going to root for Florida. And when I'm watching Alabama, he's going to root for Alabama. And we just enjoy our time together in this way. And he says at 14 to nothing, don't worry about it. You see that damn jump man on them Florida jerseys? Michael Jordan is going to be on the phone, and he's going to tell them, if you don't get your shit together, I'm coming down there to get my clothes, and you're all wearing Russell Athletic from now on. (laughs) And my hand to God, the minute he said that, them Gators kicked into gear, (laughs) and they started raising pure hell. Um, But this is bad. Um, I don't know that Georgia is going to have the patience that they had for Mark Richt with Kirby Smart, especially given the heights that he took them to so quickly. This could be a big old ripple effect game for them. Like, this was one they could not lose, and not only did they lose it, they got thrashed in it. Yeah, I, I can see where you're going. It, it won't happen this season, but they not definitely season, no. they definitely have to next year show a more concerted effort to get that offense uh, in this decade. Um, you, you can't win with a game manager anymore. Those days are gone. Mm-hmm. You have to have somebody dynamic just because it's an offensive game now. 
Um, and if they can't make that transition soon, uh, whatever quarterback they have waiting in the wings or whoever they're recruiting, uh, it's got to happen next year because it it's like you said, or I guess like we always say, they have the talent everywhere else to to win it all. Um, but they just can't. So I think I think you're, the Rick comparison is is accurate. You know, they had a hot shot transfer that decided not to play. <laughs> um, I think I think they have a third quarterback who I don't know if he was hurt. I think he was hurt, but he's ready to play now. But he's not playing him for whatever reason. St- uh, Stetson Bennett Esquire the fourth throws his shoulder off in like the second quarter. Yes. And Kirby doesn't switch him until much later. Until his collarbone dissolves inside his body. Yeah. I see why he didn't switch him, because the guy he brought in had one good series, and then he was a garbage fire. Um, threw one of the worst interceptions that ever happened. Uh, <laughs> but that's bad, dude. That And, and like Georgia, as, as you said, the offense is clearly not modern. They're lacking the quarterback. But the defense has let them down in the two That's big true. spots this year. That's true. Three straight losses to Alabama, a loss to Florida, a Florida team coming off of everybody was sick. Just everybody was sick for a while. Um, Georgia's been cruising along pretty well. It is a terrible loss for them to have to deal with. And there's nothing left this year to sort of get that taste out of their mouth. The Auburn game's already happened. Yeah, you're right. The, the rest of the schedule is all just the lower-tier teams. It's Missouri, Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. They can play exactly like they did against Kentucky a week ago, win all those games 14-3 to uh, just by running the ball. So, yeah, there's nothing – there's no meat on the bone to satisfy the fans. Uh, you know, they might go to a bowl game and play, I don't know, uh, Minnesota or uh, Indiana or something, but yeah, there's nothing there to, to show that they can compete with anybody worth a flip on the rest of the schedule. I mean, this has, <clears throat> what year was it when, uh, I think it was AJ's last year when we got blown out, <clears throat> um, in the sugar bowl by Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. That was 13. Yeah. This has, this has that year written all over it Yeah, for Georgia. I mean, they, they coast Missouri, Mississippi state, South Carolina and, and Vanderbilt. But like you said, there's no meat on the bone who gives a shit. And like you said, Freezer, they need to figure out what the fuck they're going to do at quarterback because neither one of these players are, are the, not answer. the answer. No. Yeah. And, and it, I, I'll, I'll bring this up once and I'll, I'll stop it. But like looking at Ohio State and seeing the guy from here. Yeah. Had, yeah. Just having a what might be a Heisman Trophy winning season. That's not going to feel good in Athens. It's not going to feel good, but I do think that, and it's inevitable, but I think Kirby Smart is going to be unfairly blamed for it. Not, you know, the, the buck stops there, right? But, like, I, I don't think he's he should receive as much blame as I'm sure he's going to get because, A, how, you know, how do you predict COVID? How do you predict that, you know, the uh, your Wake Forest transfer is going to declare because of the pandemic so there are a couple things there but at the same time i don't know that i'm pretty sure now i'm arguing against myself i'm pretty sure uh uh, jamie whatever his name is from wake uh who transferred from wake forest i think he transferred i think this was the quarterback plan all along yeah and the cupboard is empty i'm gonna i'll give him yeah they they returned three starters on offense yeah the fucking cupboard was bare and jake Fromm was luck 
Like right. they didn't know what they had in him. No. And, and quite frankly, you know, Jake Fromm was a, a Johnny Trahard, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what did it win them? It won them the SEC. It won them a big game where they had to come back versus Oklahoma. But it, it's not on the – like, quarterback's an arms race now, man. And anybody can do it well a few times. Fucking Steven Trask isn't that good. Yeah. He's not an NFL talent quarterback that Florida <laughs> has. He's got a big old arm. Steven but, Trask of <laughs> – of uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that that this game is sort of a, a a bellwether for the SEC East because Georgia had won the SEC East for three straight years. This is Dan Mullen's third year at Florida, um, and I, it's clear that Florida's the be- the best team in the East. They've got a better offense. Uh, I think they're on a better trajectory than Georgia. So I, I think Hankins was right when his initial thoughts about this that the window yeah. for Georgia is closed. Yeah. Um. And I don't know if they'll be able to to get back in there in a year. And if so, if if they can't turn it around, then I think those fans will get rid of him. Um. This has to be the only football podcast that has someone who would confuse Florida quarterback <laughs> Kyle Trask with, with Broadway Trask? music writer Stephen. I would love to I see Stephen Trask line up behind center <laughs> for the world's largest out de- outdoor snap. cocktail party. When the ball was just snapped, <laughs> this was called fire. We had man on outside on two, threw it higher. Oh, backer reached, but it couldn't make the play. <laughs> I, I could I could listen to it all the time, um, all night long. Uh, yeah, um. I, I I think you're right. I think this is a I you know a seismic shift that this is going to be, you, you know Georgia never had a chance in the second half against Alabama, and they never had a chance. I don't know if it's just that they can't play 60 minutes against good teams like Florida and Alabama, but it is. Oh oh, what, good point, Shawnee. Good point. What is that point to freezer? What is the thing? What is the thing that lets you play in the fourth quarter? That gives you, that builds strength and conditions you? Oh, when Scott Cochran yelling at you after he's popped some, like, uh, some acid in his nose on the sideline or whatever. Acid. Acid. (laughs) You know that party drug that uh, gangsters did in the 80s in Miami? What's it called? Like pixie dust or angel dust? Acid. Hey Jack, it's, it's, I got it comes down to to depth and strength and conditioning. The trademarks of Kirby and <laughs> fucking Scott Cochran. Oh God. man, do you remember just the doomsday articles that were written when Scott Cochran uh, left? Me and you, do you remember the doomsday that you and I yeah, had? Yeah, yeah. Thought he was going to leave, and Freezer was the only one. I was very happy he left. There have you, been you're right, a you're lot right. less preseason injuries for the Alabama team. Um, you know, I I think he was all just he was all bluster. He was just a dude that yelled. And I mean, he was good for a while, but I mean, the game changes. Yes, and no one can yes, adapt yeah. better than Nick Saban. And that's true. <laughs> the second Scott Carkin was like, "What did he wait? Did he want to be like defensive coordinator or some fucking shit like that?" He wanted a promotion, and Saban's like, "Nah, dude. Nah. <laughs> to what? To what? <laughs> All right, what I'll, are you qualified to do? 
I'm gonna go to Georgia. Uh, that's fine. Like I, 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 I treasure that. Thank you for everything that you've done and 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 everything that you brought to Tuscaloosa. But completely understand. I'll go, Nick. I'll go right over to Kirby. Again, that's okay. totally fine. We've, it's totally fine. I'm going out the door. We've only got one tent to put our injured players in. Mm-hmm. So we're not buying more tents. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, as Freezer said, the rest of the SEC was off that uh, last week. So um, next week. Uh, oh. And we'll be again. <laughs> That's what it's looking like, boys. Uh, definitely no um, uh, Mississippi State game. Um, Auburn and Mississippi State. Is Alabama and LSU, is that still on at time of, of, of press? As as of right now, six forty five uh, Monday night, it is still on. But they are on LSU is on the cusp. I can't remember what the magic number is of minimum players. I think it's like fifty three or fifty five. Apparently, they are floating around that range, um, and they're supposed to make a decision in the next twenty four hours. I guess so. You know, uh, it stinks for LSU that they're going to be so thin. Um, but there's yeah. no there's yeah. no. There's no real flexibility in the schedule for the game to be made up because LSU and Florida are already penciled in for a December 12th makeup game. Um, it would stink because this is a game a lot of Alabama players and fans have, have wanted revenge for after yeah. the way LSU and Ed Orgeron like creamed themselves and uh, whatnot. It was their coronation, blah, Fucking blah, blah. Make, them, make them forfeit. I mean, LS, LSU, the rest of their schedule is full. Yep, they can't make so, it up you know, on any any games. It's just one of those things that you know, well, the only game they they gave Orgeron a Gatorade bath last year was against Alabama. So you know, a lot of fans, self included, wanted Alabama wants Alabama to play this game to uh, Gatorade know, bath. Yes, mouth. but they did give him a jambalaya bath for the national championship. Aha! Scorching f- and every other game fourth degree burns. I don't know, man. I I have no. It's not going to make me feel good to kick the shit out of a down LSU. I don't. That's that's the robbery. I don't want the other team to be bad in. I want to beat a good LSU. But would it would it be possible that because of them being in the same division, does Alabama and LSU getting rescheduled not trump? It would depend LSU on and on how. Like, I think it, it depends on how Alabama finishes the season. So. Alabama can clinch the division if they run the rest of the schedule. If they don't play LSU, there's that LSU game would be meaningless uh, because they they would have a tiebreaker over A and M if they both were uh, nine and one, eight and one, however you want to split it. Yeah, it's uh, not like LSU is going to be vying for first. Yeah, I wonder if they're one guy short. Does little-known offensive lineman Ted Orgeron suit up. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're, if you're one, if you're at the, the level, and if one player gets, one more player gets COVID, just like fucking, like, make two of them make out with a sick one. Because, <laughs> like, what's the point? Like, there's no point in playing this fucking game. Well, that's if, so if you're nice. LSU. Some of the conventional wisdom is a lot of teams like LSU, uh, where the season's essentially over, um, this, Hang it up. Uh, this COVID, this COVID outbreak, uh, sort of hit them after Halloween. They played Auburn that day, got destroyed, went back to campus, a bunch went to a party, and that's where this COVID ha- outbreak happened. Um, it seems to be sort of the case for teams that are struggling. That you know the players sort of give up on the season and start you know breaking protocols, hanging out, going to parties because the season doesn't matter for them anymore. Yeah. Um, 
and it stinks for teams that are still in it, like Alabama, that won't get the opportunity to get snaps or get stats for a Mac Jones who potentially could win the Heisman, but he's going to have one less game. Uh, it just seems to be falling apart, uh, you know, which stinks. Good Lord. But 28 to 25-point underdog, LSU. Wow. Mm-hmm. Largest Aikens. underdog role since 94. I dis I disagree with you. I want this game. I want to beat it. I don't care if they're good or bad. Yeah, I, I do want, too. I want to destroy them, especially after last year's nonsense. The voodoo they had. The voodoo that he does. <laughs> I mean, they were the best team that ever existed. Allegedly. Allegedly. Almost had them fucking beat, if not for some wackadoodle interception thing that took 45 minutes to review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I believe that's it on episode 181, guys. Anything else? Anybody else in Jeopardy this week? Why'd you have to say Jeopardy? Um, I don't think so. Uh, Uh, I I know Texas A&M is having some issues with COVID. Um, I'm not even sure who they play. South Carolina. They play South... Oh, they played them last... They played Tennessee this week. So, who knows if A&M will play. They could also probably... They could they could reschedule that game to the twelfth because Tennessee still has the twelfth open, so you know who knows. Does anybody else start singing Tennessee by Arrested Development every time they hear Tennessee? Literally every time. Me too. Me too. Uh, episode one eighty one, uh, guys. We are trucking through. This somehow seems longer than a regular football game, uh, football season. I uh, it just keep starting. It, it keeps starting. That's true. That's true. There's no start. There's no end. Yeah. It's a flat circle. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> episode 181 of Throw the Flag, uh, ttfnetwork.com. Uh, if you like what you listen to, uh, check uh, check out our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash ttf. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash ttf guys let's end this episode like we end every single episode you ready one two three oh snail yeah oh yeah yeah